morning everyone and welcome to this special service as our children and teachers head back to school and as we look forward to COP26, the climate change conference that will be held in Glasgow in November. As always, a special welcome to our family and friends joining us from across the country and around the world. And a very special welcome this morning to Anto, who I think is in Glasgow uh, at the minute. No, whether you're in Glasgow or the Bahamas, it's lovely to see you, Antoinette. Our service this morning will be led by our Minister Katrina, and we'll also hear the voices of Brian, Emma, Talash and Bethany. Our musicians this morning are Paul and Leo. Now, I'm hoping that Bonnie might be around to light our candle, but if not, uh, we can do that instead. So if Bonnie arrives in the next minute or two, she'll light our candle. And that's our cue to do the same if we'd like to. Just a wee reminder to everyone that there's no evening service this evening, but at 8pm the evening service planning group will meet uh, to look at our evening service plans for the next two or three months. Next Sunday, Katrina is away, so we have a guest preacher, the Reverend Nathan Nettleton, who will be joining us from Melbourne in Australia. Now, if Bonnie, you've got your candle ready. In that case, then, I think we'll go ahead and we'll light a candle here. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day. prayer this morning is going to include some pauses in which you'll be invited to think about the prompt that I have given you. It will make sense when we get there, hopefully. So let's pray together. Loving and life-giving God, thank you that you made us all, each one unique and precious, able to give and receive love to experience joy and sadness, to find flourishing and fulfilment. 
thank you, God, for our favourite things. Our favourite colours. Our favourite foods. Our favourite stories. Our favourite words. Our favourite animals. Our favourite subject at school, college or university. Our favourite thing in the whole wide world. Thank you, God, that we can tell you anything. The things that make us sad. The things that make us scared. The things we wish we hadn't done. The things that make us feel bad. The things that make us angry. The things we really dislike about school, college, university or work. The one thing we dislike more than anything else in the whole world. Thank you, God, that you delight in each one of us. Thank you that you love us with a never-ending love. Thank you that when we mess up or fall short, you forgive us. Thank you that wherever we are in the whole wide world, you are with us all the time. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So as I mentioned, today we are doing two things. We are 
marking the fact that it is what we've come to know as back to school Sunday when we think about children, young people and teachers especially. And also we're beginning our metaphorical journey to Glasgow to the COP26 climate. It's always slightly strange when something happens on your your doorstep and you hear of people already setting out to walk to, to your home place. Now, if you are a regular Zoomer inner and you are in the UK or hopefully Western Europe, you will have received a green envelope, large green envelope this week. I'm conscious there are a few people on this uh, church gathering today who won't have received those because um, either you're not in those geographical lo locations or somehow you got missed. So I will send you a virtual one afterwards. Uh, I can't send you a real one, but I'll send you a virtual one. And you've got to hold on. You've got to just have a bit of delayed gratification. I'm being super mean this morning. Um, you'll get to open it up and get to see everything in due course. But we're going to have a little bit of delayed gratification. And I'm really grateful to Emma, who's here virtually this morning, not really here, and to Bethany and to Anne, who have doing the lion's share of this morning's service, really. So if you would like to take your envelope and very carefully open it, but don't take anything out yet. I realise these um, plastic envelopes are quite hard to open sometimes. I should point out that these particular envelopes are 100% recyclable. So you can either use them again to send something to somebody else, or you can put them in your plastic recycling later. Okay, if you've managed to open them, if you just take a peep in, you should find some A4 paper or card, different colours, different um, weights of paper. But you're going to need that for what comes next. So I am going to hopefully hand over to virtual Emma, who will lead us through the next bit of the service. Hello. So this morning we're going to be making prayer boats. Fairly easy to do, but a little bit fiddly, so I can talk you through it. So this is an example of what we're going to be making. And all you need is a sheet of A4 paper. So the first thing you want to do is fold your paper longly. It's worth taking the time to do this as neatly as possible. Making sure everything is lined up. Like so. Then we unfold it there. You just need that for a piece. And then we're going to fold in the other direction. There we go. And you want it so that the closed edge is at the top and the open edge is at the bottom. Taking this top corner, we're going to take it down to meet this middle line. And we're going to do the same with the other corner. Like this. this top bit at the bottom is if you fold this up. So it looks like this. And then you're going to turn it over and do the same to the other side. On this side, you can fold down these two flaps that you've already created. So it looks like this. And keep this folded up. Looks a little bit like a hat really at the moment. So this is where it gets a little bit fiddlier. So you want to put your thumbs in the middle and open up like this. Open it up all the way until it becomes a new square. You really want to push this down to make sure that all your folds are good, strong folds. And make sure that this 
open bit is at the bottom, you want a nice diamond shape. So with it facing you like this, just take the top fold, fold it up to create a triangle. And then we turn it over and do the same thing on the other side. And then once again, we're going to open it up. So putting your thumbs in the middle, pull it apart until now it becomes a square shape. And again, just run your fingers along all the folds, making sure they're nice, strong folds. You might not get it to go completely flat, but that's normal. So now we've got a nice square shape. This is where the fun bit comes in. So you want to pull these two top layers out of the way. And this is what's going to form our boat. Sometimes it helps if you have your thumbs in the middle, just to make sure that the middle bit of the boat stays in there. And just do it gradually so that you make sure everything stays nice and neat. Some people keep these flaps right the way down, but I like to fold them up a little bit just because that stops more water getting into your boat. We did make these at Sunday school and we found the boats that had higher upsides had more structural integrity when they were in the water. So there we go, there's our boat. Did we manage to make them? Some people have, some people maybe not. Brilliant. Thank you. <clears throat> the Bible reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Four fishermen called as disciples. So it was, as the multitudes pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the, from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets for a catch, and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet, Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so were... James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now, you will, from now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. I wonder how many people who are here today can remember when we used to meet in the Trist. We've been out of there for quite a long time, a scarily long time now, actually. And I wonder if you can remember 
in the part of the trist we used to call the snug. There on the wall was an amazing collage made by our Sunday school. I can't quite remember if it was there when I first arrived nearly 12 years ago, but it's certainly there most of the time that I've been here, if not all of the time. A beautiful collage of Jesus and his friends in the boat with a great big net of multicoloured fish. Now, one thing that really scares me is that among our teens and young adults will be some of the people who created that collage all those long years ago. But it was really beautiful and it was based on the Bible story that Talash has just read for us. I have to admit it's one of my favourite Bible stories of all time. And every time I read it, there's something new to think about. And when I was thinking about it today, especially as we're doing this just before schools start again, I was thinking about Jesus meeting those men, maybe for the first time. Some people think he might already have known some of them, but maybe he did, maybe he didn't. These were men who had grown up and they had learned how to catch fish. Jesus had something new to teach them. He wanted to teach them how to share the good news about God's love, not just with the people near where they lived, but people they would meet all over the place. People they might never have met before. And I found myself wondering how they might have felt. Was that exciting or was it scary? Did it feel like a big adventure? They were going to travel to new places and see new people. Or actually, were they really worried that they would be not seeing their friends and family anymore? And as Jesus looked around at them, looked at their faces, I wonder what he saw on their faces. Were they smiling? Or were they scared? Were they like white and a bit, oh, were they, were they crying? Or were they nervously laughing? I wonder how they felt. And if Jesus on that day could have given them a little present to say, I'm going to want you to take these things with you to, to encourage you. I wonder what he might have given them. Well, maybe he did give them something. Maybe he didn't. We don't know. I, when I was sent out the order of service, I kind of said jokingly to the people who were sharing with me and leading, well, you know, Luke forgot to write down what Jesus gave them, but we don't know whether he gave them anything or not. But you have got things. So you can get those green envelopes again. And probably the easiest thing, if you've got a surface nearby, is to empty everything out onto that surface. If you start having to root through the plastic bag to find things, it gets a bit tricky. Hopefully, oops, in your bag, scared the cat off by dropping things, you will have not a candle, but some gold stars or a gold star. I know we've used gold star stickers before, and this is something that I've, I've said to us before, but it's always good to remind us that God thinks of us as like stars in the sky, shining brightly. And the scriptures tell us that God knows and names every single star in the universe. And if there are more than one universe, the universe is. Even the ones we can't see, God knows them and God names them. And it's the same with us. God knows us and God names us. But not only that, God thinks we're brilliant. God thinks we're amazing. So I want you to hold on to that thought as you go back to school or college or back to work or just carry on with the same old, same old. Hopefully also you've got bookmarks. You might have one that looks like this. You might have something different. But all these bookmarks talk to us about the God who loves us. They say that Jesus loves us or God loves us or something very similar. You haven't all got the same one, but you've got a little bookmark. Now, my guess is those who are going to school or college this year 
And most of the rest of us will at some point have a book that we need to read. It might be a storybook. It might be a textbook. So this is quite useful because you can pop it in your book to keep your place. And then when you open up that book to read it, you get another reminder that God loves you or Jesus loves you. And sometimes those books, if they're, particularly if they're studying books, there'll be stuff in there that's really hard to get your head around. There were things when I was a student I never quite understood. But just being reminded that God and Jesus are with us when we're trying to learn new things and difficult things is good. And that God's with us when we're having fun reading our favourite stories. That's good as well. You should also have had a pencil. It won't look like this. Um, most of you should have quite jolly pencils with um, little things on the end of them that are quite entertaining. I didn't quite have enough. I bought a hundred of everything. And by the time I packed up all the parcels, I realised I should have bought about 110 of everything. <coughs> so some of you have got a sparkly but plain pencil. When you go to school or when, when I used to go to school, one of my favourite things was always getting those new books to write in. And we, this year, we've got an opportunity to write a new story, not necessarily a real story written with a pen, but new things to discover, new things to share. So whether you use this pencil to draw or to write, or whether you keep it because it's a bit of fun and it's got a nice thing on the end of it, that's up to you. But this is just a reminder that as we go into this year's adventure, again, Jesus is with us and there are new things to discover. Last of all, and this is where I have to do a massive apology for the amount of single-use plastic that came with these, you have key rings and make your own key ring set. When I got them, I thought, I know, I can make everybody a key ring. I can find a nice little Bible verse or a nice picture and, and stick it in and give that to people. And then I thought, no, actually, no. What I think God is saying is, let's make our own little key rings. So there's a bit of paper that you could write or draw on if you wanted to. But basically, you've got a hard plastic key ring with a, a place that you could put a photograph or um, a flat item or something that you would like to. And don't do this now because you won't get it out again. After you've done it, you put in the other piece and press it in firmly and you have a key ring, which you could, if you uh, wanted to, put your keys on. Or you could put it on your backpack for school or college. You could put it on the zip on your jacket. You could put it in a cupboard. But it's just something, again, to remind you, perhaps of today, of this moment when we remembered that God is going to go with us. So this is the start of the new school year. I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, most people are going back to school in Glasgow. It gets very confusing because there are so many different school start times across Scotland, never mind the UK. But we carry with us those things to remind us. But for now, let's just go back to that lakeside and join those disciples, those fishermen that were with Jesus. And let's hear Jesus inviting us to join them in becoming students in the school of God's love.
And now it's time to set sail and think about how we will launch our boats. Christian Aid are linking with the Young Christian Climate Network for Rise to the Moment, a journey of prayer and action as we approach the Co-op 26 and Co-op, just Co-op 26 in November. I suppose it will be a cooperation. So how can we rise to the moment? Christian Aid are encouraging churches, groups and individuals to use our voices and our origami boats to take action on climate justice. There are several ways we can participate. Firstly, you can send your boat with a prayer or a message written on it, as Anne will help us do in the prayers to others, to the COP26, where all the boats will come together to make an art installation, displaying our prayers and messages to the world leaders that will be present. You could also show off your origami skills online by sharing an image on social media using the hashtag rise to the moment. And this is an also a great way to keep up to date with the movement by searching the hashtag online. If you do not have social media, you can also email a picture of your boat to campaigns at christian christianaid.org. Finally, your boat can be used as a conversation starter to engage your local SMP or MP and the climate emergency and explain why you care about the climate justice movement. To start us off as a church, we've uploaded an image of our origami boats onto our Facebook page using the hashtag rise to the moment to show our support. And later in the service, Katrina will introduce us to the project that will be used to engage the whole church. But to give you some inspiration of other ways to process our thoughts and feelings towards the climate change and as we look towards COP26, I decided to set my boat sail at Victoria Park Pond. I thought it was important, not only as we consider the children in this back to school service, but as we think about the effects climate change will have on our planet and ultimately the generations who inherit it, that I engage my niece Orla in this activity. We have the important role of teaching our children about God's world and also the important issues that will affect it. But we also have the important role of listening to our children as we engage, as they engage in the forever evolving world. And as reflected in the Young Christian Climate Network, a community of people aged 18 to 30, the climate activist is becoming increasingly young, knowledgeable and striking from school. So maybe you can take your child, a niece or a nephew, a grandchild, and launch your origami boat onto a pond. And while you do, you can talk, listen, and engage with those who will value the most from the important actions and decisions that we make today. What have you got? Boots. Some boots. And a net. And a net. And where are we going to put them? In the water. <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> about the ways that we can launch our boats it becomes time to launch our prayers for others thank you bethany and thank you orna that was brilliant today christian aid are asking us to focus our prayers for others on the climate crisis and specifically on cop 26 climate conference so in the green envelope 
that Katrina sent to each of us, you'll also find a picture of a boat like the one on the screen just now. And for those of us who are a little bit origamically challenged, this might be an easier option to write our prayers today. So in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to invite you to write a prayer on the boat in the envelope. It's not a big boat, so it's going to have to be a short prayer. I reckon 10 words or fewer. Or maybe you could make a small drawing of something that you want to pray for. So what kind of things could we say in our prayer? Well, it could be a sorry prayer. Maybe we would want to say that we're sorry for taking the earth for granted. We're sorry for wasting Earth's resources. Maybe we would want to ask God to forgive us for putting profit before well-being. Or maybe you would want to draw a lovely round planet Earth or a tree with lovely fruit or maybe a fish swimming through the water as our way of saying sorry. Or maybe you want to write a help prayer. We might want to ask God to help us to live in harmony with all living things, to help me to live more sustainably, to help us to hold the world leaders who come to COP26 to account, to help us to turn our words into action. Or maybe we could draw two people holding hands or a person sitting under a tree enjoying the shelter of the tree. Or maybe you'd rather write a blessing Perhaps you'd want to say, God bless people affected by climate change. Or God bless the young people who are walking to Glasgow. They started out from Cornwall, from Carbis Bay, where the G7 met recently, and they're walking all the way from Cornwall to Glasgow. Or you might want to think about the world leaders who'll gather here in November and say, God bless world leaders with vision and courage. Or you might want to draw a rainbow as a sign of hope that good things will come from COP26. So just take a minute now, if you haven't done so already, to write the prayer that you want to write on the picture of the boat that was in your green envelope. And as we write, that are reminded of the kind of things we could pray on our screen. And so let's gather up all of our prayers in this final blessing. May God bless us with enough foolishness to believe that we really can make a difference in this world so that we are able with God's grace to do what others claim cannot be done. Amen.
So we've already heard of some of the amazing ways we can get involved in COP26. And I'll get the information from Beth so that we can circulate it to you later, because that was a lot to try and take in and remember. But we can get stuff onto social media quite easily. And um, if we could send some boats in to be part of that art installation, it would be amazing. Don't forget, if you print off service sheets like I do, make them into boats. We can use recycled paper to, or, or newspapers or magazines or, or cut them out. If you can't do origami and not everybody can, think about um, cutting them out. Or postcards, if you want some more of the postcards to send to your MP or MSP, I can email them to you. Or if you don't have a printer, I can print them off and get them to you somehow. Do you remember I mentioned that amazing collage that used to be in the trist on the wall? Well, you know me, I like a bit of craft and I have been accused on occasion of being a little bit over the top at times, but hey-ho, maybe that's just who I am. Well, we have an amazing opportunity to be part of a huge craft project that's been going to take place in Edinburgh. And the idea is to hang two enormous one metre wide or more than one metre wide banners down the two towers at New College in Edinburgh. And I'd like us to do something based on that amazing collage we used to have. So I've got lots of green fabric to make a background, but it would be wonderful if as many as would like to could make a fish to go onto that to create a, a magnificent catch of fish. Now, please don't go out and buy new materials to do this. This is not the idea. And please use only materials that can cope with being put out in the rain. Um, you can make something beautiful on cardboard or paper, but if we got a, a really bad storm, it wouldn't survive. So if you've got reuse, you've got carrier bags, if you've got um, old clothes, if you've got feathers, if you've got if you like knitting, you could knit a fish. I don't know how you do that, but some of you might be able to or crochet a fish. And if you send those to me, the plan is that on the 18th, yeah, the 18th, I think it is, of September, we will have a very tiny in-person gathering of people who would like to, to make that banner, photograph it, and then post it off to Edinburgh so that we can say we have been part of the art project in Edinburgh. And, that, and that's not about being smug. It could sound like it's about being smug, but it's about saying we care enough that we want to be part of this. Now, I know not everybody likes craft, not everybody's hands would do it even if they do like it, but there is another opportunity I want to tell you about, which is being organised by the Scottish Baptist College on social media. They have actually set up a special group on Facebook, it's a public group, where you can submit photographs or prayers or poems that relate to the way that climate chaos is affecting us here in Scotland. It's a global affair of course it is but sometimes when it gets you think global it's too big and you wind up doing nothing so maybe you could take a photograph of somewhere beautiful maybe you could write a prayer or a poem and each week they're going to give prompts for the areas we might like to share now if you fancy that one but you don't use social media i'm sure if you get it to me or maybe to beth or others we can get that up onto social media on your behalf or to lena or ian or somebody anyway we have enough contacts in the college that we can do that it's a really important once in a lifetime event. And there is always a danger when something's on your doorstep that you miss out because, you know, I've been around Glasgow. I've seen all the signs up telling me the walkways are going to be closed and the cycle paths are going to be closed around the, the conference centre. The churches, which I'm part of the churches in Glasgow um, planning group, there's very little that we can do to get directly involved, but there is lots we can do. So we're going to be sending you lots of things that we think are useful. We're not going to send you everything. There's too much out there. I'd also love it if you're involved in something, if you let me know or let Anne know, because we would just like to celebrate um, as well as be active. I would also say we're focusing on peaceful and creative and prophetic and prayerful things. Some people rightly will want to get involved with things like Christian XR, Christian Extinction Rebellion. That's not for me. I'm not that kind of a person, but I can write letters. I can do lots of other things and I can make positive choices. There's something all of us can do. And I would really encourage you over the next couple of months as this draws near to think, what can I do? Remember Orla, remember our own small children and what are we giving them 
to take forwards into their adult lives. So look out for more opportunities for things to do by email and also in the September key. Thanks, everybody. May the God who is love bless us in our learning, challenge us in our thinking, and inspire in us in our living, day by day. Amen. <laughs>